Welcome to Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host, and today we have with us Lori, who um, is working, uh, who has who has been a nurse for a while. Um, but what we always do on this show is we try to talk to people about how did they come. Um, come to the place in their lives where they decided what they wanted to do for a career, what were they guide, guided in high school and that kind of thing. So the first question I ask Lori is often, how did you come to choose nursing? I know you went to a private high school. Did you, were you properly guided in that sense or did you, how did you decide on nursing? Well, truth be told, I didn't necessarily decide that I can remember. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, when I was younger, really was a bit of a theatrical child, mm -hmm. and um, that's why I went to a private school. My parents knew that I was smart, um, but I had varied interests. They actually thought that I perhaps would join a cult or something, because I was always interested in people of different cultures, different faiths, and just a very inquisitive child. Mm -hmm. So when I went to um, Narden is where I went private high school education, just in the junior year, they started to sort of ask you questions and groom you about what is it that your interests, where do your interests lie, mm -hmm. where were your strengths educationally. Um, so the sciences were strong for me, and I really don't remember making a conscious choice again to go into nursing. I just know that I got a letter, and I really don't recollect, but I must have done it. I, I got a letter saying that I was um, accepted into the nursing program at um, Damon and also at Erie County ECC North. Mm -hmm. So um, I went into nursing, I went to ECC North really with more of the idea that I was just going to get education in that and see how I liked it and I, I just went through it. I liked it and I really wasn't sure 100% that I wanted to be a nurse all the way through mm -hmm. until the very end when one of my nursing instructors, again, because I was a very theatrical child, like a lot of my friends were hairdressers. <laughs> they danced, but they, you know, they had dance backgrounds, more artistic backgrounds. Um, so I sort of presented that way, even as a nurse in nursing school. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my teachers saying to me that they couldn't see me as a nurse. And I... <laughs> Took that as a challenge. If anyone who challenges me, I'm like, oh, really? Well, why? <laughs> so I really just, you know, I, I already had the education in the nursing, so I started to really started to enjoy it more because I was sort of given that almost like a negative push from uh, one of my instructors. Mm -hmm. And I wound up just really enjoying it because I, I, I did get to talk to people, help people, get to know people be part of a community, love nurses, and those things, really. Mm. So that's how I... So, you, I, so you, you, you sort of tapped into your artistic, quote, artistic right brain, and with a basic left brain field, scientific field, you sort of incorporated it to, to make it your own. Yeah, and it's interesting when you say left brain, right brain. I'm ambidextrous, mm -hmm. so <laughs> I believe that I, I function in that way a lot of in a lot of things that I do. Well, have you been pleased with the, with your um, progress to date in your career? Yes, I've never ever disliked any aspect of my career. I 
mean, there's been challenges with administrative rules and, you know, just healthcare itself and being diverse enough with incorporating other modalities besides traditional Western medicine. Mm -hmm. But I've never disliked any one of my jobs. I've always felt fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't fulfilled, I would move on to another um, lateral move within nursing because I have a um, associates of nursing, like a bachelor's in liberal arts, and I never really, I went back to school to get to educate myself more to get a bachelor's master's, but I never really finished it because at the point in time in my life, it didn't really serve a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I've constantly made lateral moves, so I've never been dissatisfied with my um, career. I've never been that person who hated what they did. Mm -hmm. If I ever felt that way, I would look for another job somewhere else, taking care of a different um, population of patients. Wow, that's amazing, Lori. So you always kind of figure out figured out a way to be happy within the position that you had at the moment. And if you weren't, you had the fortitude and the the I would call it, you know, courage and and also I would say confidence to say I can find something that I I prefer better. Yes, that's yes. that's fairly you know unusual. And as you know, because I've been working with these people in transition, career transition for over 20 years and a lot of people, you know, question those things. So that's really good on your part that you had that within you intrinsically, you know, so I, I, I really think that's wonderful. So where you are today um, is another one of those jobs where you're very happy, I would say. Yeah, it's quite a turn from the type of nursing that I did. When I got out of nursing school, I did med surge nursing and what they call perioperative nursing, meaning taking care of patients before, during, and after surgery, mm -hmm. in home care, cancer patients, and at the very end of working for a um, cancer institute here in Buffalo is when I started to feel that unhappy, not, not necessarily fulfilled, mm -hmm. almost feeling physically ill, taking care of that population of patients. Mm -hmm. um, and I withdrew from nursing uh, because at the time I was actually doing some skincare with I was sort of dabbling in some skincare which I've always done throughout my life mm -hmm. so what I did is I took some time off and thought about what I really wanted to do and during that hiatus of three months when I left traditional nursing I took a weekend job on a med search floor event which is strange for people who have been nurses for a long period of time mm -hmm. Usually that's the first place you start is on a message floor on weekends. Mm -hmm. So I went back to that so I could free up my weekdays and entertain um, getting into doing skincare. At the time, medical spas were becoming more popular, plastic surgery offices and the such. So I really did a 360 and came out of this retreat from traditional nursing and got a job um, doing lasers, medical lasers, mm -hmm. peels, because I just couldn't, in my mind, handle the stressors and pressure of how, where healthcare was going, and also just the sick population. The people just were becoming sicker and sicker, at least the ones that I was taking care of. So I transitioned, and I just, honestly, it was just, doors opened up for me. And mm -hmm. it was in 2004 that I left the Cancer Institute, and for three years after that, I worked on a med search floor, um, and then I uh, just, through certifications and other learning, 
doors opened up to me and I, I worked for uh, a plastics, uh, actually it was a general practitioner, cardiac surgeon actually, mm -hmm. who uh, was opening up a medical spa and needed an, an RN to run some of the lasers. I started doing that. And then in 2009, I joined Andrew Jacoby uh, and began um, forming his medical spa under his um, guidance to a really successful, great, in my opinion, medical spa where I do the injectables, lasers, peels, facials, sort of the jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's allowed me to still be a nurse and use those skills. But at the same time, interestingly enough, I've been able to have deeper conversations with patients about so many things because the majority of the population that I take care of is female. Mm -hmm. and being a 55-year-old female, and many of my clients are in their 30s and 70s, the conversations that we have are so deep and real and binding, and we have discussions about faith and family wow. and relationships, hmm. and it just seems like, in a way, I'm still making that great difference in people's lives, even yeah. though I'm doing a beauty business. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I think what's so cool is that you ended up in a situation almost you know you almost created it you almost designed it for yourself by way of uh the choices that you made and how you educated yourself um to incorporate a left brain and a right brain field perfectly yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but to really lean on your artistic capability because you said in the beginning and I, I see that in you is you know you had this theatric and this you know this just this right brain uh you know I, I feel as though now you're almost the artist of a different kind you know you're not painting you know with a brush but you're an artist that is uh, allowing yourself to utilize your scientific skills to create you know to make people feel better about the way they look about the way they feel and um, and in the interim you're absolutely creating relationships that people really confide in you you're almost like a psychologist <laughs> yeah, everything. that fulfill me the most honestly yeah it, it's amazing, Lori. So uh, how, when, when I speak to my people and I say it's love in your life personally and professionally, what I mean by that, and you probably know this, but um, is, is that I don't believe that you can live happy and successful unless you have some, some component of love representative in your field, in your career field, because we spend too many hours there, and, yeah. uh, and in your life, your personal life, of course. So I say, right. I say the personal life, you know, you have so many friends, so much family. I mean, you're, you're just inundated with love on that side. I can see that. But how do you get it? Um, do you think that the love is coming through with your relationships with the people that you're forming? Is that where you get that from your career? Definitely. Mm -hmm. When I was in traditional nursing, the love came in that people were in a position of true need and they, I respected their trust, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was where it gave me a love because I had a deep sense of um, responsibility to hold, you know, the highest quality of care and the oath that you take as the medical provider. So, you know, moving forward to what I'm doing now, um, I still do that, obviously, you oppose you know, the best care that you can give someone, but the love now, because I don't, they're not critically ill, the love that I give is through a, a true, non 
non-judgmental, open heart, ear, mm-hmm. understand that, you know, the way that people look directly affects how they feel. Mm-hmm. And there's not just vanity. I mean, there's people that are born with, you know, um, some physical, almost, I don't want to use the word deformities, might not be the right word, but there's just challenges that they've had physically that have sure. held them back emotionally. Sure. So being able to tap into that and help mm-hmm. them with that and understand it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, be able to be have that compassion that I had to learn by taking care of very sick patients in a, and incorporate that same level of compassion to people that are sitting in front of you and feeling almost guilty that they're concerned about something. So it's really just a level of being able to listen with mm-hmm. uh, non-judgmental ear mm-hmm. and true, true concern and try to help people fulfill their needs. And at the same time, there's many times that people have self-image um, almost like body dysmorphia and because of the ability I think that I have because of my background and maybe just my temperament mm-hmm. with spiritual growth in my life I can talk to them openly and honestly about you know I can do these things for you but let's talk about how you really feel about yourself about self-love uh, self-acceptance mm-hmm. and so I'm able to have those conversations that make me feel like I'm being person like a real person to them right and helpful to the to the great extent that you can be yeah yeah that's great i i just um i think that if i were to ask you how happy do you feel about where you are in your career at the moment on a scale of one to ten i feel like you would say pretty high up there i uh, definitely i would definitely say pretty high up there i mean of course every yeah job has its challenges, but I really don't have anything to complain about. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be honest, during this time that we're going through right now, it yes. uh, does make me reevaluate, you know, not that I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore, but is there even more that I can be doing mm. uh, with my nursing background and just me as a person? Can I be giving more to people in society on some level? So I'm, I'm reevaluating a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where I want to be in my career in the future, I'm 55. I probably be working for another 10 years. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm rethinking some things, but I'm not, it's not because I'm not being happy. happy. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not because I'm not being happy. It's really just about because I'm being forced to challenge myself on so many levels right now. Right. Do I have more to give? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, people are either on one end of the spectrum or the other, Lori, and you probably know this, either those people who are never satisfied with how much they're giving, kind of like you, (laughs) you know, can I do more? Can I do more? And those people that are just, you know, they're happy with what they're doing and they don't really want to do anymore because they feel like life is too short and I want to, you know, have some fun. Yeah. No. I definitely want to have fun. I've just realized, in, for at least for my life, you know, mm-hmm. personally, I, I don't have children. Yeah. I have dogs and my, my babies. <laughs> I, um, my career life, my social life, my spiritual life, and of course my relationships. I, I'm in a long-term relationship, but yeah. they I needed all of those things to give me satisfaction in my life and balance. So I cannot coast through any relationship that I have. I'm not built that way. <laughs> not a coaster. <laughs> I need to, I mean, some days I want to be like that. Yeah. 
but the true core of me is to constantly keep digging. Yes, I know that. Lori, what would you say to people just um, if you were to give advice about people that were either in a quandary about what they should do, how they should go about, you know, selecting the proper career or in transition, what they need to be thinking about as they look at some options um, or just in terms of, you know, what looking back, what you've learned, how would you, you know, what, what words of wisdom would you offer someone on career? Well, I think today because uh, just because you have an education doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the job that you're being educated for. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I think the trades are making a big comeback. I, I just think that if I, children, if I had children, I probably would try to groom them and just like I, maybe I would groom a niece or nephew. Like, what are your true interests? What makes you happy? Mm -hmm. How can we turn that into a career? I do think education is important, not necessarily through um, college education, but some education, a trade school. Right. Something. Unless you're a true, true artist where there's just no other choice you have, like you are like a great musician and a great dancer, right. great, you know, right. that was a, just beyond, you cannot do anything else but be that. I would say just to really, you know, groom people to maybe a understanding of really what makes them happy, what makes them tick. And somehow find a way, yes, get an educational background because there's experience um, that you get through that to mm -hmm. learn about yourself and make sure that whatever it is that you're doing that you can still be authentically yourself in it that there's not an area of what you value being compromised I love that Lori that is huh. a great place to basically end um, yeah that's that's what I try to convey all the time it's it's don't compromise your values your interests your loves um, for the sake of whatever money you know some of those extrinsic uh, motivators um, but I, I love that Lori thank you so very much and again as I say to people um, I don't believe that you should be living your life without love in it, both personally and professionally. And thank you for listening. Until next time, everyone. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Bye.